This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, back in 2019, students at the National Centre for Peace and Conflict Studies here at the University of Otago put forward a proposal to start an association that would connect students and their research uh, with uh, work that's happening in the surrounding community. And, well, we all know what 2020 was like, a bit of a rough start to that idea, but the uh, students are very keen to make that connection. And joining us this morning to talk more about that, Ashley McMillan. Ashley Morena, lovely to have you with us. Thanks for Morena. coming in. Let's start with you, Ashley, and about your choice to follow this line of studies. What's your passion? Yeah, well, I mean, simply put, I guess my passion's piecework. Um, but that's a pretty broad field, really. I'm really interested in looking at community-based conflict prevention and the things that communities are doing every day that is preventing violence from, from starting in the first place. So that's that's my little specific field that I'm and hoping to end up in. We're really fortunate to have this National Centre here. Um, there might be uh, some uncertainty about the nature of study. How broad is it? I mean, there's a, a very broad is the short is the short answer, and it ranges from I guess what people might initially think of if they think of like an academic study of peace and conflict, of looking at United Nations processes and peace negotiations, to community efforts before violence, after violence, to rebuilding, to focuses on I guess more localized forms of violence and even things to more individualized like suicide and the impact that that has, has on the community. So really a huge range in terms of the research areas that are um, that are covered. The centre has made a point of engaging with the community across a number of different activities. You know, being a university city, you're often getting visiting guests, doing lectures and presentations. The community is often invited to be part of that. More recently, we've had the Hiroshima Day uh, commemorations uh, outside the Otago Museum. Those have been going for a few years now, and the centre's had associations there. So it's very much part of the centre's culpapa to be part of the community. Yeah, it's very much part of it. its aim is the both the academic research, the um, the teaching for the master's program and support for PhD students, as well as engagement with the community are sort of the three parts that, that make up the centre. So tell us more about the Student Association and what your mission is. Yeah, so the Student Association, as you said, started towards the end of 2019. It kind of, I see it with like a, a twin desire. One was to help support students because particularly... Um, in studying a PhD and there's a lot of international students and most domestic students from other parts of New Zealand as well it can be a really isolating experience and a really difficult transition to move your whole life to then start this sort of project for three years so there was this desire to have some sort of um, support and particularly social support and that for students but then there was an, also a desire for students to get more involved in, in the community and to really bring issues of, of peace and justice to, to the forefront so that's that was sort of the intention that it, that it started with. And then, of course, they, I think they had one event before the major lockdown happened and that sort of put pay to a lot of things. So by the end of 2020, which is when I started at the centre, they, they were just trying to get the, um, the student association up and running again and we're, we're starting to put out um, some sort of peace and justice-orientated events like monthly film nights and that sort of thing, but are really keen to to support the community more like more broadly and continue to build those those connections interesting time for anybody doing this study isn't it the, yeah. uh, the, the makeup of the student body is probably far different 
than it might have been um, if COVID hadn't arrived, an international component, for example. Was that the case mm-hmm. now that you've... That, like, well, what are numbers like, for example? Yeah, I mean, certainly there seems to be lots of students in the, in the master's programme, and I think that sounds sort of reflective of university enrolments generally. There's just been an, an increase in domestic enrolments. There's, um, again, like most other areas at the university community though there's been a real slow down in terms of international students which is tricky for the the PhD program because there's a really big international student cohort here Um, but also there's the the PhD program is about three years so there is lots of students that are international students that were here from before the COVID um, outbreaks and that presents its own set of challenges with being isolated and far from home Actually, we talked about the the breadth of uh, uh, of a study, um, the, uh, the the wide area that you could cover in, in peace and conflict. Uh, and now that you've got this interest to expand further out into the community and find out more about what other organisations are doing, you'd be finding out there's a, a very broad cross section of organisations that you could could potentially be making connections with, right? I mean, the whole kind of not for profit sector in many ways, mm-hmm. you know, kind of works in that space. Is that an interest that you have to find out more about what local organisations are doing? Yeah, we're absolutely keen to find out what local organisations are doing, and you know, we try to reach out. Event by event, but yeah, it was like the more you find sort of one little pocket of things people are doing, it's sort of this like box that opens, and there's lots and lots of different things happening. So it's just building those those connections into a cut ways so that as a student association we can be uh, supportive of those community efforts too. And in what ways might that support be manifested? I mean, I suppose it would really depend what what people are looking for. If there was stuff that people want to drill hands-on help with we'd be happy to try and coordinate that if they want to run um joint events again we try and run film nights and that we can organize like we can organize those or if there's real particular issues that a community group feels should be on the table more we're happy to coordinate with them to get special events or q a's or panels or i don't know try and write articles for local papers or whatever's going to be supportive where we're very open to Amazing resource, really, and uh, and we'll touch on how people can get in touch with you and find out about uh, making those connections in a moment. As you look, what are we now, 13th of August, as you look through to the rest of the academic year, have you got some uh, other initiatives planned for later in the year? Yeah, so our next main one coming up will be a film screening of the film Cry Freedom, which will be the 2nd of September on, on campus, and that's around the murder of Steve Biko, who was a South African anti-apartheid um, activist. And I'm sure there's plenty of people in New Zealand who are well aware of that, um, of that story as it was happening at the time. But it, yeah, we'll be coming up to 44 years since he was murdered. So we'll have um, a film night and uh, hopefully a speaker or a discussion of some sort. We haven't worked that bit out yet um, at the same time. Well, I, I guess that's a key part of just about it, all of these initiatives, right, is there's an opportunity to get together and have conversation that's an important part I would imagine yeah yeah for sure and to really sort of build that awareness through I mean through the resources that are already out there like films but yeah also through discussion with with one another for yourself and 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 for perhaps some of the other your other student colleagues that you're close to when you look at life beyond study what kinds of areas of work are you hoping to get into 
It's really pretty broad. I mean, there's plenty of students that are interested in doing further research and going into academia, but there's also in a the field of peace studies, which you know parts of it are quite practice orientated. There's lots of people who've been working for like say 20 years in the reconciliation space and are really using this opportunity to deepen their their knowledge to take back to their to their community. So it's, it's a real broad range of where people sort of see themselves going after they've finished their research. Let's find out how people can, can get in touch with your association. Tell us about that, Ashley. Yeah, so the best way is via email. So it's ncpacs, which is n-c-p-a-c-s dot s-a, and then that's just at gmail.com. All right, and, in, and indeed people can just hop online and have a look at the university website with the National Centre for Peace and Conflict Studies and find out a little bit more about what studying at uh, Targo is about, right? That's, a, a, I guess, something you'd also like to encourage, more people moving in to study in this area? Yeah, sure. If anyone's interested in, in studying um, at, at the centre, then yeah, the university website will have all the appropriate contacts for the, the staff to get in touch with them there. Ashley McMillan, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on the Awesome Morning Show. Uh, do keep telling me. us about uh, about uh, your public initiatives and things that are going on, but only too happy to tell uh, and pass that on to the rest of the community and, uh, so you can get some good engagement there. Um, nice to talk with you this morning. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.